Alright, alright. Welcome back to Drop Pass Podcast, my beautiful people. Another episode in front of us, and today we are going to continue from right where we left off. So, as you would expect, today's topic will be top European prospects. Last week, we went through all the teams from Anaheim to Montreal, and this week, the concept will be the exact same as last week, only difference being the teams. We are slowly creeping towards the start of the NHL season, and currently, we are only about three weeks away from the start. And I don't know about you, but at least I am very excited for the new season. Since fans are going to be in the buildings just like in the playoffs last year. And so many new faces are in new places. We will most likely start the team previews in two weeks. So get ready for deep dives into each individual division. Also, Champions League started this week. So all in all, the sports world is trying to get back to its groove fairly nicely. And before we move on to the episode itself, I must remind you that the king is back at Old Trafford. Two goals in his debut. Not a big deal. So sit back, relax, and let's get going. Okay, buddy, let's get right back in action. First up, we have a team that is in a somewhat intersection when it comes to their future. The Nashville Predators have many intriguing prospects, but the team itself is in a cul-de-sac. That's one word I've always wanted to say to sound cool, so finally my dream came true. And it doesn't mean cool your sack. It's a synonym for a dead end, so google it if you still didn't understand. But back to the topic. Nashville have always trusted their European prospects and so their system is full of promising Europeans. Few players like Yashim Kondalik and Yegor Afanasyev have played their junior years in North America so they are exempt from this list. But their top prospect without questions is goaltender Yaroslav Askarov. And if you've never heard of this guy, go check him out because he belongs to the next elite goalie class in the NHL. The six foot four right-handed Russian netminder got his feet wet in the KHL last season, and in nine games he recorded 0.951 save percentage and 1.21 goals against average with SKA St. Petersburg and dominated the VHL and the MHL. He wasn't on his best at the U-20s last year, but the trust is still there for the young goalkeeper, who was drafted 11th overall in 2020. The biggest question still is, when does he make the jump to North America? Because currently he's playing for the Russian powerhouse Ka, and the temptation probably is there to take few fat sheets from the organization and postpone his arrival to the NHL like many other high-value Russian goaltenders have done in the past, for example, Sorokin and Samsonov. Whenever he decides to make the jump to North America, expect a franchise-level goalie. But let me ask you this. Is comparing him to Vasilevsky a bit much at this point? I would say no. So, if we both agree, he has huge shoes to fill, to say the least. Alongside Askarov, Juuso Persinen, Fyodor Svechkov, Anton Olsen and Adam Wilsby are their other top European prospects. All these guys should have a decent chance of breaking into the NHL at some point, and for example Persinen has taken huge steps in his development in recent years, and what makes it even more impressive is his injury history, from which he has recovered extremely well. He has become a leader for his current team TPS already at a young age. Meanwhile, his versatility and maturity amongst his age group are the focal points of his game without a question. 42 points in 55 games last year in Finnish Liga, and already in two games this year, he has recorded two points, so 
there doesn't seem to be any deceleration to his production this year either. He should eventually find himself in a bottom six role in a few years if this kind of development continues on his part. Willsby is probably the long shot out of these four, but still he possesses intriguing abilities that would suggest a possible future as a depth defenseman. His puck moving ability is by far his biggest strength combined with good defensive mindset. Meanwhile, his counterpart Anton Ulsson is the more defensive option who possesses grittier playstyle and bigger frame than Willsby. Olsen dropped a bit in this year's entry draft, but still has a bottom pairing projection at the next level. But probably their biggest asset in addition to Askarov internationally is Fyodor Svechkov. In my eyes, the most versatile and mature forward in this year's entry draft was drafted 19th overall by the Preds. He was outstanding in the U18 World Championships and was amongst the best players in a top-heavy Russian team. He will start his season in guess what team? Yes, exactly. SKA St. Petersburg. But most likely will find himself in the VHL if nothing drastic happens. Like I said, he is extremely versatile forward and most likely will find himself as a center in the next level based on his play style. He won't probably become an elite number one center, but at best could become a reliable 2C, similar to Patrice Bergeron, but the offensive output is still a question on the next level. All in all, few very promising players in their system, so with quick rebuild could become a playoff team once again. But... Johansson's and Duchesne's contracts will drag the team further away from that end result. Then we move to New Jersey, and they have their pipeline stacked with European prospects, topped off by forwards Alexander Holtz and Samu Salminen, plus defensemen Daniel Misul and Shakir Mukamadoulin. Arne Talviti and Akira Schmid are exempt because of their US background, so that leaves me with those four previously mentioned players. Alex Holtz is the clear-cut favorite of this group, and he is projected to be the next big goal scorer for the Devils, partner up with generational playmaker Jack Hughes. He's an excellent skater who possesses dangerous shot and overall very strong offensive awareness. He will start his season in North America, but could need a year or two in the minors to hone his game out for the smaller ice surface, but once he adjusts to it, expect blazing numbers from him in their top six. Salminen was their third round selection in this year's entry draft and has already started his season strong in Finnish U20 league, where he has notched five points in the first three games. That is expected from him as the team captain, but I guess we will see better his future projection once he arrives in North America next season, when he joins the University of Denver for 2022-2023 season. He had very strong showing in the U18 tournament last year, and was one of the more notable Finnish players alongside Heimo Salmi, Tuomala and Koivunen. He could become a reliable two-way presence in the middle six at some point, but if not, bottom six is a safe bet for his future, that's for certain. But then we move to the defensemen, and this time around we have two Russians. Daniel Misul, Devil's third round choice in 2019, and Shakir Mukamadoulin, 2020 first round draft pick. Misul is the more uncertain one of these two, but still he has a good chance to find success in the NHL at some point. The 6'3 blue liner is an excellent skater for his size and is effective on both ends of the ice. He starts his fourth season in the KHL and only time will tell if he ever makes the jump to North America. Most likely at some point, but how long does it take is the remaining question since he has all the tools to become an impactful top six option. Similar to Misul, Muhammadulin possesses the same qualities as previously mentioned counterpart. Huge frame, above average skater, 
good puck handling ability and strong on both ends of the ice plus huge slap shot from the point those are pretty much the qualities you want out of your top four defenseman at this stage he's almost a home run when it comes to nhl projection and while his offensive output won't be his strongest asset the shutdown ability more than compensates that aspect it is no coincidence that this guy was drafted in the first round and already debuted in the u20 tournament this year Future top four defenseman without a question and could make his jump to North America after his contract ends next summer in the KHL. Next up, New York Islanders. And they as well have a healthy amount of European prospects coming up. Aturatu and Robin Salo as the leaders of this pack, followed by Simon Holmström and Ruslan Ishakov. Alexander Ljungkrantz and Ed Lucas possess some upside, but the others are way ahead of them in their future projections. We will start this with Ishakov since he's most likely going to shine in the KHL, but never reach the NHL level because of his small stature. Listed at 5'8", 173 centimeters, there is only an extremely small chance that he makes it even though with that skill set should be a guarantee. 38 points in 54 games in Liga last season only proves it, but even though nowadays NHL isn't only full of 6'7 refrigerators, there are slim chances for these smaller sized players. He's extremely fun to watch because of his skill set and I could see him becoming this Johnny Gaudreau type of player, but... For now, I'd say he will wreak havoc in the KHL for his whole career, but we'll see how it goes. Then we have the former first-round draft pick, Simon Holmström, who's had few quite unnerving seasons in the AHL. 2019-2020, 15 points in 46 games, minus 15. 2020-2021, 7 points in 24 games, and minus 14 on his plus minus column. The good thing here is that he was able to put up point per game in the U20s, but if he doesn't adjust to North American play style, he could end up being a bust when it comes to his previous projection as a top six option. He could find himself in the bottom six at some point given his relentless play style and two-way ability, but next year could end up being vital for his future with the organization. Salado shined in the SHL and ended the year with 30 points in 51 games in the regular season and added another 4 points in 9 playoff games. He will most likely test himself in the AHL next year and with good performances should find handful of games in the next level as well. And to be honest, wouldn't be surprised if he found himself in the top 6. But if you know Lou Lamariello, that's a bit of a stretch unfortunately. He's a complete defender in a sense that his two-way ability is extremely strong. Skating is one of his biggest assets and the ability to play in all situations is very encouraging for the organization as a whole. Without a doubt, top 6 demon and if the North American ice fits him, top 4 demon could be on the cards as well. We'll see what happens. But the last player from the Islanders is the most controversial player of this year's draft class, Aatu Ratu. Just about a year ago, he was considered a guarantee number one draft pick, but somehow he found himself in the second round when the Islanders took him as the 52nd player overall. That's pretty concerning if you ask me. Well, let's see what's behind all of this. 2018-2019, in U18s, 18 points in 6 games, too good for that league, up to U20s. 31 points in 41 regular season games and 12 points in 10 playoff games as a 16-year-old. But then something started to happen. Next year, 21 points in 30 games in the U20s while he debuted in the men's league where he notched 4 points in 12 games, which isn't bad at all. U20 World Championships appearance was acceptable with 3 points in 7 games. But then last year, 7 points in 8 games in the U20s, 6 points in 35 games in Liga, 
and was cut from the U20 World Juniors team. Big shock, but given the fact that he really wasn't outstanding that season, it was understandable that he was cut from the team, given his playstyle and the others that had more impactful seasons that year. Nevertheless, in my mind, he still possesses those skills that brought him to the number one pick conversation, but something currently is nagging him, which results in subpar results. Hopefully he has a bounce back season this year in Liga and fulfills those expectations of a former top 6 player. But if not, top 9 is pretty convincing to me, given his skating and two-way ability. He could end up being a huge deal if he finds his former level and adds it to the strong two-way game he already possesses. Excited to see what really happens. Rangers have been drafting well in recent years and most of their young guns have already made their transitions to North America. Still, there are a few names that are waiting for their chance to break into the big league. These players include Olof Lindbaum, Nils Lundqvist, Lauri Pajuniemi, Carl Hendrickson and Oliver Tanström. Lundqvist is the only guarantee who will have a lengthy career in the NHL but the others have a chance to find that level as well. Lindbom, former second round pick, hasn't been able to solidify his spot in the Swedish first tier, but still has time to develop into an NHL goalie. Likewise, Henriksson and Tanström both need some time to mature in the SHL, so still few years at least away from North America, but at best, both could become reliable middle to bottom six options for the Rangers. Bayonne's case, on the other hand, is a bit more interesting, in a sense that he has improved his game by leaps and bounces the last few years, and the former fifth-round pick has now almost two 40-point seasons in Liga in back-to-back years. And by the way, under 50 games played in both, so pretty impressive numbers if you ask me. Strong wrist shot, good skating and great offensive awareness have enabled him to become one of the most lethal young studs in Liga in just a couple of years. His upside is still unknown, but the way he has developed bottom six role to me wouldn't be out of context whatsoever. But if not, big money KHL future could be on the cards as well. Just saying. The last guy for the Rangers is one of my favorites, and for the record, I can't get enough of this guy, Niels Lundqvist. If you haven't already seen this guy, please do so, because you will love him. A bit undersized, right-handed slithery defenseman could be one of the biggest deals of 2018 draft. Drafted 28th overall by the Rangers and last year in the SHL, recorded 32 points in 52 games and the year prior had 31 in 45. Add to that 5 points in 3 world championship games before his injury and you see the scale where this guy is operating. He still has to work on his defensive game but the strong skating, great defensive awareness and positioning added to his playstyle in which he plays bigger than he is are great tools to work on in the next stage. He will start his season in either AHL or NHL and expect big numbers from him already in few years, whether he plays in the always hungry league or the never hungry league. He's an absolute stud, top pairing defenseman written all over him, so go check him out. But then we move back across the border and the next team on the list is the Ottawa Senators. And thanks to their lackluster success in recent years, they got prospects. Pretty well divided to both North America and Europe. And what is the great thing here is that some of their best prospects have already stepped into the NHL or the AHL. Like Tim Stutzle, Shane Pinto and Jacob Bernard Docker. But let's see who they still got coming up their ranks. First, we got defenseman Lassie Thompson, and yes, he finished his season in Belleville, 
but during the last two years he has played over 50 games in Liga, so that's why he's included on this list. Last year was a disappointing one for Thompson. I watched some of his games last year and something was missing from his game and that showed in his numbers. Two points in 18 games and once he got to the AHL, in 35 games he was able to put up 13 points, but in his plus minus column was glowing, not so pleasant, minus 11. He was their former first round pick and I would assume that the team has higher expectations for him than he's been able to show to this date. And probably that is not even the level he's expecting from himself either. He's a great skater and possesses a dangerous shot from the point, but still the defensive side of the puck needs work, which should get better once he gets accustomed to the North American playstyle once again this year. Hopefully he bounces back since during his draft year I saw glimpses of young Henry Okiharju in his game. Skills are there, but still needs some development. Next, I'm just going to quickly mention there this year's third round pick, Levi Merilainen. Since he was signed to an entry-level contract and he is headed to Kingston Frontenacs for the next season. We'll see how much he has developed during the summer since he adds another strong element to their already strong crease presence when it comes to prospects. Not meaning current goalie, thank god. Then we have the rest of the remaining high value prospects and they are Oliver Johansson, Robbie Järventie and Viktor Lodin. You may count Vitali Abramov to this list, but I decided to leave him out because he chose to return to Russia this year and has already sovereign season in his back pocket from the AHL. Lodin is the oldest of this bunch and to me his ceiling is at tops in the bottom six, more so on the fourth line. He has the playstyle, frame and versatility to achieve that level, but after stellar season in the Allsvenskan, He's expected to make an impact in the Swedish top tier as well. If he's able to do that, I would guess he will continue his career overseas, but if it doesn't happen in year or two, expect him to be one of the mainstay players in the Euro Hockey Tour team for Team Sweden. Many of you probably don't have any clue who Oliver Johansson is, but to me this was a very decent pick by the Sens in the third round. Six foot, 180 pound center has still some maturing in front of him, but he possesses a very intriguing skill set and the way he's been able to produce in Swedish junior ranks catches your eye pretty quickly. He hasn't been on any national team to this date, but this year though, I would expect that he finds himself in the U20 World Championships. Good skater, quick hands, decent shot and great awareness make him so effective in the offensive zone. He isn't a slouch in the D end either, but there I see most room for improvement at this point. He could become a top 9 option at some point without a doubt, but how well he grooms himself to the men's league that's another question on its own. The last player for the Sens is skilled Finnish winger Robbie Järventie. The organization must be pretty pleased with this development and I guess the expectations have only raised for their second round selection. Last year was his breakout year in Liga with 25 points in 48 games and after his season was done he joined Belleville in the AHL for a short stint and put up humble three points in four regular season games. This guy's ceiling is unknown and with those skills added to his big frame, to me the top six is only the start. He possesses very soft hands for such a big guy and his wrister is extremely lethal, so whatever the defenseman decides to do, he will most likely find a way to create a scoring chance. We'll see how his first actual year goes in North America, but at least I would bet my money on this guy's success. And oh yeah, before I forget, his brother is coming along real nice as well, and is eligible for a 2023 draft, so there could be your next Finnish brother combo in the NHL.
Next up, we have Philadelphia Flyers. And if you look at their depth chart, you see that most of their forward core consists of North American skaters. While you have a couple Scandis on the back end, and as a cherry on top, whole bunch of nationalities in the crease. So, I guess we just have to start going through the ranks. And first up is the only notable forward on their system. And that is this year's second round choice, Samu Tuomala. Straight up offensive threat, however you want to look at it. Clear strengths are his skating and shot as one would expect from right-handed forward. He is a strong player driver with fairly one-dimensional offensive mindset, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Flyers have needed real goal scorers, and at least now they should have one in their system. Last year, he debuted in Finnish Liga, and in 30 U20 games he recorded 31 points, and stood out in the U18 tournament, where he notched 11 points in 7 games, and proved many doubters wrong with his performance. Like I said in the previous episode, I'm really looking forward to seeing him alongside Koivunen in the U20s this year and how they challenge the older age group in the tournament. His ceiling could be a top 9 goal scorer, even though the skills that would suggest a top 6 option at the next level. Obviously, I hope later for my Finnish counterpart, so we'll see how his development continues here in Finland. Next up. We have an undersized defenseman out of Sweden, Emil Andre. This bulldog was very interesting player to look at during his draft year because of great offensive mindset and never back down mentality. But the recent season was a setback on his journey to the NHL. HV71 was relegated from the SHL. He spent time on loan in Alsvenskan, and the U20 tournament was also a bit of a letdown regarding his expectations. He will start his season in Allsvenskan and it could be a very big year in regards of his development and future overseas. It is always harder as an undersized player to break into the NHL, because the play in the AHL is already so physical and fast that you need to adjust to it quickly or you get eaten alive. Hopefully this doesn't apply to him and he finds himself in the NHL at some point, Because like I said, I really like his game and it is always great to see crafty smaller sized pivots on the blue line. Just watch Colorado Avalanche, Sam Girard and you get my point. When it comes to the other Swedish defenseman, Adam Jenning, to me it is only a matter of time when he makes the jump to North America. He's already a stable name in the SHL and his frame only strengthens the idea that he is a future NHL defenseman. He still has work to do with his skating if he wants to succeed on the next level, but there always seems to be a place in the NHL for a big stay-at-home D-man who makes sure that the crease is nice and tidy, and that's what Jinning lives for. But then the crease, and boy oh boy, if Carter Hart doesn't pan out, there's a line waiting for their chance to take the spot. Kirill Ustimenko, Samuel Erson, Alexei Klasov, and Ivan Fedotov. Fedotov is already a standout in the KHL, so if you want to, just check the numbers. Seems pretty real to me. Ustimenko is the first one we are going to look at, and he has already fairly strong track record from Russia as well as the US. He played over 30 games combined in the Cheese Toast Hockey League as well as the AHL and stood out during his stint in the coast. Last year he only played two games so it will be extremely interesting to see where he stands on his development curve at this point. He has a nice frame and should return to NA sooner rather than later. Future fringe starter or at worst backup would be my best guess. Then we arrived to the studs. First, fifth round pick Samuel Erson out of Brunes SHL and third round pick Alexei Kolosov out of Minsk KHL. I've been waiting for Erson's breakthrough for a few years now and last year it finally happened. 42 games, 0.911 save percentage 
and 2.96 goals against average in the regular season and in the regulation playoffs 0.949 save percentage and 1.30 goals against average and mind you the team was a total dog shit. he has always posted extremely solid numbers during his years in sweden whether it has been the u20 super elite or Allsvenskan, and has been solid on the international stage as well so when he was drafted i was a bit surprised how far he dropped in the rankings but now he deserves the attention and is poised for a stint in north america as well if he doesn't find a starter spot in the nhl extremely solid backup is the least you can get out of this guy and i'm even lowballing him a bit with that statement but the most intriguing prospect from this list is without a doubt the Belarusian goaltender Alexei Kolosov, who has stood out from the crowd in recent years. 2020 KHL debut with Minsk, 9 games, 0.911 save percentage and 2.69 goals against average. And already this year, 3 games, 0.925 save percentage and 2.36 goals against average. And this guy is only 19. To be completely honest, unfortunately, I don't have many notes on this guy. He played four games in the World Championships last year, but I didn't pay any attention to him in that tournament whatsoever. The stats are really encouraging, but there's still a long way to the NHL, but the signs are there for a bright future for him, whether it is in the NHL or the KHL. Unfortunately, the Penguins have one of the worst prospect pools in the NHL. Similar to Boston, so there are many studs that stand out from the rest of the crowd. They've been chasing success in recent years and it shows once again in their prospect pool. The standouts are in the crease just like in Philly, but when it comes to the other skaters, not many Europeans are coming up, unfortunately. They acquired Philip Hollander back from Toronto this year, and he's been humming along quite nicely in the SHL, and already got a taste of World Championships this spring with Team Sweden. He was a former second rounder, but hasn't showed extreme offensive numbers in Europe, so my best guess would be that he develops into reliable penalty killer to middle six lines, who contributes on both ends of the ice. He has a good frame, strong all-around abilities, and he's been a strong presence wherever he's played, which suggests a healthy career in North America at some point. Not a huge upside, but should be a certain NHLer. Pretty much same goes with Kasper Björkvist, strong bottom six option for the Pens. But then we have Finnish goal scorer Valtteri Pustinen up next. And this guy probably is the biggest wild card on this team. The 22-year-old, a bit of a late bloomer, blasted himself into the Liga scene in 2018-19 season and took off offensively the very next year. 2019-2020, 40 points in 54 games, Finnish championship and U20 gold medal to go along. Then last year... Same continued, 51 games and 41 points, and a few games in the World Championships as well. He has developed tremendously in recent years, and the only restrictive aspect in his game would be his size, but the way he's battled through adversity, that probably won't be a challenge to him either. Does his game fit to the smaller ice surface though, or will he end up to the KHL? Honestly, Neither of them is a bad place to be, but certainly he aims for the NHL, who wouldn't. We'll see how he manages to handle the new environment, but when it comes to projecting his future, I'm not going to guess anything else than that success looms in the future, wherever he ends up playing. Since Philip Lindbergh has spent few years in the NCAA, I'm going to glance over him and only say that he has a future in top 2 North American leagues without a doubt. Rather, I will focus on the two remaining Nordic goalkeepers, Kalle Klang and Joel Blomqvist. Klang has almost always played the second fiddle in the junior national teams, but now that he has broken out of that so-called curse, 
we've started to see him blossom on his own. Last year, he played in Allsvenskan and recorded 0.919 save percentage and 2.46 goals against average in 32 games. And in five regulation games, his save percentage was 0.952 and goals against average under one and a half. He's a former third round pick, but still needs lots of development since the challenge is already a step harder in the SHL than it is in the Allsvenskan. So in conclusion, we will return to him in a year or two once he has recorded more than a handful of games in the SHL, but promising numbers nevertheless. And then to the last player of the Penguins European prospects, Finnish goaltender Joel Blomqvist. His international numbers won't lift you up off your seat, but he has been developing nicely with probably the most notorious junior system in Finland, Oulun Kärpät. He has already experience in Liga, Mestis and the U20s, so most likely he will continue on the same path as the Avs goaltender Justus Annonen on their crease. Like Klang, he is years away from the NHL, but with right development, staying healthy and patience, this year's second round pick should find a place in the NHL at some point, but the competition will be tough, no doubt about it. After that, we head to California and more specifically San Jose. And even though they haven't seen success in recent years, their prospect pipeline isn't overfilled with top prospects. Mostly thanks to that great deal you made with Ottawa a couple years ago. Yeah, the one where you acquired Eric Carlson and practically donated Tim Stutzle, Josh Norris, Matt Sogard and Levi Merilainen to the Sens for their considerate gesture. Jesus, you f***ed up that one big time, didn't you? Nevertheless, let's see what kind of farmers they've been able to draft. It is extremely thin, let me tell you. I mean, William Eklund is pretty much the only stud in their system, because most of their prospects, even being Europeans, play in North America, either NCAA, CHL or USHL, so those don't count and many of them have made their jumps to AHL as well, so even fewer options. Sandri Hataka could become like a 7th defenseman because of the versatility factor, but there isn't a huge upside, so I'm more comfortable with the idea that he will shine in the European leagues. I won't count out the option of him going across the bond, but we'll see how things turn out for him. At least ice time should be available in Ilves. Daniel Gustjen is one of the more notable ones, but like I said, he's a product of the USHL. Timur Ibrahimov is still a long shot regarding the NHL, and the Allsvenskan standout Jonathan Dalen has already tested his wings in the AHL, so we'll see what he has learned during his time across the ocean once he starts his season in California. If you remember, I've pumped Eklund's tires at least twice during the past four months, so... I don't feel the need to emphasize that any more than I have to. Great player, all-around skills and first-line upside without a doubt. Could become a leader in a short amount of time given his skill set, maturity and the way he handles his business on a daily basis. I really like this guy, if you haven't already noticed, but like you see, there isn't much to cheer for as a Sharks fan. There are a few intriguing prospects coming from North America, but when it comes to the European front, just forget about it. I will skip Seattle as you would expect. You don't assemble a huge prospect pool from one entry draft. We will return to them at some point, but for now, the only Europeans, Ville Ottavainen and Semyon Viazovoy are long shots. Similar to Pittsburgh, St. Louis's hunt for the Stanley Cup has resulted in somewhat lack of prospects, but that is understandable, don't get me wrong. But even though their situation is a bit better than, for example, Sharks, it still isn't from the better end either. Currently, their top Euro prospects are Nikita Alexandrov and Simon Robertson, 
You could probably throw in the likes of Klim Kostin and Alexei Torokchenko, but since Kostin played last year in the KHL on loan, and even though Torokchenko moved to KHL for this season, both have played in North America, so that's why they aren't amongst the other prospects. But yeah, only notables I see in this list are Robertson and Alexandrov. Robertson ended up falling way more than most of us expected. Since before the draft or during the U18s, he was ranked around late first to mid second round and he ended up going in the early third. So the question now is why did he drop so much? He has an excellent shot, is above average skater and is a constant threat in the offensive zone while the numbers back that fact up. I'm guessing that he will spend this season on loan in the Alsvenskan, but if not, Shelefteo is a place to hone his game out a bit more. And don't forget that this guy could be another steal since the whole draft was a total circus as a whole. Alexandrov though will start his season in the AHL with Springfield Thunderbirds. And if you have looked this guy up, you might ask, well... Why Toropchenko and Kostin were not included, but this guy was even though he played his junior years in the queue. The simple answer is because he played last season in Liga and I got to watch the guy, so suck your tit. Alexandro was a former second round pick by the Blues and he's been developing well since his draft year. And last year's short stint in the AHL at the end of the season showed that he is more accustomed to the North American ice and play style and that he has the offensive firepower in him which didn't come to fruition in Finland unfortunately. He's a powerful skater and can operate as a trigger man or the passer and his two-way game doesn't stink either. I could see him in the top nine role in the next level but who knows how much upside he still has left. Solid player nevertheless. And while we're riding the wave of running for the Stanley Cup, why stop now that we've arrived to the back-to-back champs? At this point, you should know the phrase, there ain't much to choose from. Yeah, exactly. It's another one of those. Boring, isn't it? Their top Europeans play in the crease, while former second-round pick Dominic Masin is becoming a bust. Maxim Groshev is still trying to adjust to KHL level. Nico Huhtanen is a long shot and rest of the crew is either playing in North America or is just nowhere near NHL consideration. But the two goalies, Amir Miftahov and Hugo Aanefelt, have some upside. I don't have much when it comes to analyzing Miftahov's game, so take what you want. Sixth round pick in 2020, undersized but fast goalie with above average numbers in the VHL, and few short stints in the KHL as well, without any remarkable stats. Alnefeld, on the other hand, is the more common name out of these two, and he has already established his name in the SHL as well. He played last two years with HV71, but since they got relegated this spring, he said, f*** this, I ain't playing against bums, and headed straight across the pond, and will start the season most likely with the Syracuse Crunch. The former third round pick possesses good frame, solid technical ability and extremely quick reflexes, which shows in his game as calmness. He has started potential without a question, but since there is someone holding the crease already in Tampa, it could be pretty hard to displace him from that throne. And if you breathe through a straw, that guy is Andrei Vasilevsky. Anyways, NHL caliber goaltender, but no more than backup role could be on the cards if he stays with the organization. But then we head to Toronto and for once we got some prospects to talk about. Every position is even included, so I guess we should check out what they got to offer. Top Europeans for them include second round pick Ronny Hirvonen, first rounder Rodion Amirov, Pontus Holmberg, Finnish defenseman Axel Rindel, Topi Niemela and Mikko Kokkonen, and finally their future goaltender, hopefully, Artur Ahtiamov. 
Let's start this with Hirvonen since he made the decision this year to move to brighter lights and is now representing one of the biggest teams in Finland, Helsinki IFK. And the expectation is that even brighter lights are ahead of him in few years. Hirvonen is a relentless two-way forward who doesn't shy away from physical play. He's a bit undersized forward but compensates that with his unforgiving attitude and skills. His point totals have also been inclining through the last three years and last year in the U20 World Championships he was one of the more noticeable Finnish forwards with six points in seven games. Middle six two-way center could be his future with the Leafs if he continues his development in his native league. Radian Emirov though is the big dog in this group and the former first round pick is expected to make an impact in North America as well once he arrives across the pond. He spent last year with KHL team UFA and recorded 13 points in 39 regular season games. In World Juniors he notched similar point total to Hirvonen with 6 points in 7 games and served as an assistant captain for Team Russia. He's a lethal sniper whose offensive awareness is off the charts. Once he gets some muscle on his frame, the Leafs have another scary goal scorer on their ranks alongside Austin Matthews. I'm very excited to see him this year since now he has a season-long experience in the KHL, so the numbers should climb up even higher. Pontus Holmberg, though, isn't as highly touted prospect as the two before him, but he possesses a skill set that could see him play NHL that could see him playing NHL minutes at some point of his career. The former 6th rounder has come a long way since he was drafted and last year he didn't only get to celebrate national championship, but also he was voted as the Swedish forward of the year and SHL playoffs MVP, so I wouldn't say that it is far-fetched that he could find a place in the NHL someday. He's a tireless two-way threat, that is more of a playmaker than goal scorer, but if he's left with too much space, he will take that chance and put the puck back in the net for sure. Bottom six role could be most suitable for this guy, but we'll see how much he evolves again this season. But then we head to the Finnish Mafia in defense. Rindel, Niemela, Kokkonen. And Kokkonen already spent part of the last season in North America with pretty decent results. Rindel is most likely the long shot out of these three, even though he has now had two stellar seasons in Liga production-wise, but this elusive two-way pivot still has to work on his defensive game without a doubt. He blasted onto the Liga scene in 2019-2020 season, when he obtained first power play quarterback spot in the team and recorded 22 points in 47 games and added four more in same number of games this past year. Top 4 is his upside, but I would say that it is less likely to happen, and he will become very solid presence in Europe, either Russia or another European top league. Topiniemela, on the other hand, seems to be a steal for the Leafs from third round, since he had a standout U20 World Championships, and was selected as the best defenseman in the tournament, while he was the top scorer amongst the defensemen as well. The slick skating right-handed D is phenomenal puck carrier, who distributes the puck well and finds open teammates in the offensive zone. He still has to work on his defensive game, but I expect that it will get better once he adds some muscle to his frame, since positioning and skating are not the issues here. In best case, he could find himself in an NHL team's top 4 because of his handedness and the offensive tool set, but he still has to make the jump to North America, and until then I will keep my hopes up, but expectations relatively low. But as I said, Mikko Kokkonen made his debut in North America last season, and in 11 games he recorded 7 points and almost matched his offensive output from Liga, which was pretty funny. I won't expect huge offensive numbers from him year in and year out, because he's most known for his defensive presence and solid two-way ability, but the way he was able to put up points last year in NA 
suggests that he still has a knack for point producing, but I wouldn't be disap- but I wouldn't be disappointed if that doesn't carry over to the big leagues. He's a cornerstone type of defender who you can put on the ice regardless of the situation, and he will deliver for you each time. Top six should be the starting point, and if he finds another level to his offense, top four wouldn't be off the cards either, but more far-fetched. The last player for Toronto is goalkeeper Artur Akhtiamov, and unfortunately, I haven't seen this guy too many times, so the notes are quite vague at this point. Fourth round pick in 2020 with solid frame has been recording roughly 0.910 save percentage in each Russian league and could develop to another starting caliber goaltender if this keeps on going. This year hasn't started as well in Kazan. But we will check his numbers again once the leagues have started to roll for good. Mild expectations, but the tools are there to become NHL goalie. But you know the temptation of staying in Russia and earning big bucks as a KHL goalie. I would consider it as well. Next up is Vancouver Canucks, and you might know that they alongside Detroit are notorious for their Swedish draft picks and overall international representation. Currently, their top European prospects are Linus Carlson, Vasily Podkosen, Danila Klimovic and Lukas Jasek. Viktor Persson and Arvid Kostmar are intriguing names as well, but for now they are behind the four names on the depth chart. Carlson was acquired in a trade that saw Jonathan Dalen going the other way to San Jose, and both players have seen their stocks rising since the trade. Dallin's upside is still untouched, but Carlson is evolving into a reliable bottom six option at the next level. He has been punishing teams in Allsvenskan part two seasons, and now he faces his next challenge in the SHL. The offense seemingly is there for the 21-year-old, but how far does it take him is the big question here. We will see. Jacek is an exception on this list and the 24-year-old could be one of those too good for the AHL but not good enough for the NHL type of players who find success on other top leagues such as the KHL. He has tremendous amount of skill and the offensive tendency would suggest a future in the NHL but currently his light frame is holding him back from that goal. Four points already in two games for Pelicans in Finnish Liga, so scoring title isn't out of the question whatsoever. Danila Klimovic is the most intriguing prospect in Canucks system, and he jumped up the rankings this year after stellar showing in the U18 World Championships. Six goals in five games and invitation to men's world championships is pretty respectable. He will continue his development in Belarus, but how far? That will take him is the current question. I expect eventual move to either CHL or KHL since he was about to move to QMJHL the year prior before all the COVID shenanigans. Natural born goal scorer whose game should fit the NHL pretty seemingly. So top 9 future could be the future for him in the big league. But the main attraction without questions is the Russian power forward Vasily Podkosin, who has only raised his expectations since getting drafted in 2019. He has grown a ton in two years and with that has added more muscle to his frame, which has only added to his playstyle as a powerful but skilled two-way winger. Last year in the KHL he recorded 11 points in 35 regular season games, but added another 11 in 16 playoff games, while his U20 World Championships was a bit disappointing, at least in my mind. He screams top 6 forward at this point, and I would even say that he will find another level to his game, and first line future should be ahead of him. All signs are pointing at that, and I wouldn't be surprised if he competes for the Calder already in next two years. That's just a hunch, take it or leave it. Right after we have the Vegas Golden Knights and even though they haven't been in the league for too long 
they've been able to snatch few intriguing names to their prospect pool and here are the highlights. Ivan Morozov, Pavel Dorofeyev and Daniil Cheika. Yeah, they are all Russians, just in case you are wondering. They relied upon North American prospects, so it certainly doesn't mean that their prospect pipeline is non-existent because I only named three players to this list, not one bit. Even though Cheka is the earliest traffic out of these guys, I have the highest expectations with Ivan Morozov because of his recent seasons in the KHL. 61st pick in 2018 draft is a leader and has spent the last three years in the KHL with the powerhouse SKA St. Petersburg. Last year, he recorded 31 points in 55 games and added another 7 in 15 playoff games. He also appeared in world championships and in 8 games he recorded 3 points while he was one of the more noticeable players on the roster. He has excellent vision and the calmness with the puck which he possesses enables him to find open teammates and create scoring chances. He's fast and elusive skater which also brings another element to his offensive game and his defense isn't lackluster either. Top 9 NHL future should be ahead of him and could even crack the top 6 if his offensive game keeps advancing. Dorofeyev is another promising Russian whose game evolves around strong offensive attributes and point production. Most of the last year he spent in the VHL where he was only able to put up 17 points in 36 games, but once he arrived in North America, he increased his production and ended the year with 13 points in 24 games with the Henderson Silver Knights. He's a very smooth skater and possesses soft hands as you would expect from Russian forward. He still has to work on his defensive game and the overall compete level needs to improve if he wants to play in the NHL at some point. But in the best case, middle six option in the NHL, if not KHL bound, end of discussion. The last player for the Knights is defenseman Daniel Cheka, who ended up dropping out of the first round in this year's draft, mostly because of his season in Russia. He played in all three top leagues in Russia, but only level where he found success was the MHL, and to be honest, that isn't even an accomplishment for a defenseman who scored 34 points in 56 games the year prior in the OHL. Also, the U20 tournament wasn't a huge success, and many wondered if the old habits from Russia came back to his repertoire during his stint this year. He's very solid defensively and is a good skater for his size, but offensive upside is still a huge question mark mostly because of his lack of consistency and few major deficiencies in his offensive awareness. But if he is able to work on those deficiencies, he should find a spot in NHL team's top three pairings without much resistance. Stable defensive-minded presence is always needed in the NHL. The penultimate team of this episode is the Washington Capitals and like many other teams that have seen success in recent years, the Caps are lacking in future top prospects and unfortunately they have hardly any European prospects coming up their ranks at this point. Martin Fehervari and Alexander Alexeyev have made their way to the AHL and the rest of their prospects are closing on 25 age mark so I wouldn't count them as prospects anymore. Tobias Geiser and Alexei Protash are pretty much the only options, and Geiser has tried his wings in the AHL already, but hasn't been able to solidify his spot in North America. Last year, he really stepped up his game though, and recorded 22 points in 50 games, with remarkable plus 22 on his plus-minus column, on his way to winning the Swiss championship. He could become a 7 defenseman type of replacement for the top 6, but that is still ways ahead, so keep your composure on his future in the NHL. Alexei Protash, on the other hand, returned to KHL after his junior years in the queue, 
but he will start his season again in North America after a long stint in Dynamo Minsk. He played in 16 games in the AHL to end the year and recorded respectable 7 points in those games. Overall, his skill set suggests a future bottom 6 option for the Caps based on his strong presence on both ends of the ice, huge frame and above average skill set should land him a spot as an effective forechecking type of forward. But that's about it for the Capitals and we move on to the last team on this list. The Jets are also known for their international representation, so their system is filled with more or less promising youngsters. Ville Heinola, Christian Vesalainen and David Gustafsson have already broken into the NHL roster, so they won't be part of this walkthrough. Rather, we will focus on Henry Nikkanen, Daniel Torgesson, Nikita Chibrikov, Dimitri Rashevsky, Simon Lundmark, recently signed Dimitri Kuzmin and finally goaltender Arvid Holm. Let's start this with Nikkanen, who changed scenery this summer and the former fourth round pick started his season strong by recording two points in first two games. The playmaking two-way center has an interesting skill set and his big frame enables him to play hard on both ends of the ice. While he isn't known for laying big hits, he uses his body to battle in front of the net and win puck battles in the corners. Could end up becoming a reliable two-way presence in a bottom six role and the way he's been developing the past few years, that could become a reality in only three to four years. Torgeson to me was a bit of a reach in last year's draft and while his big frame added to strong puck presence and strong skating creates an intriguing base to his development, he hasn't showed any major improvements in his game unfortunately. He has only played handful of games in the SHL and will start his season in the Allsvenskan to adjust to men's league. This year could be very beneficial for him but if he struggles on the next level as well, he could become a huge L for the Jets scouting department. Simon Lundmark, on the other hand, was a solid pick in the second round, while he doesn't possess the highest upside in my books. Strong two-way right-handed blue liner with solid frame is extremely solid defensively, while his offensive game won't wow you, unfortunately. Top 6 demon in the future and has already spent the past three years in the SHL, so move to North America is only a matter of time. Then we will see how well his game transfers to the smaller ice surface, but for now, future NHLer in my books. Goalkeeper Arvid Holm is already a known name in the SHL, and is waiting for his chance to jump to North America. Last season, in Färjestad, 0.915 save percentage and 2.50 goals against average are pretty good for a 6th rounder. And with this frame, I can only see a future in the NHL. More likely a backup job, but to me, chances of him breaking into the NHL are pretty high. If he wants the starting job from Hellebuck, he has to find one or two more gears to his game, but could end up being a strong backup at the end of the day. But then we move to this year's draft picks, and first we have a guy that has been wrecking the KHL already this season, with 9 points in the first 6 games, 20-year-old Dimitri Rashevsky. This guy was passed twice in the entry draft, and this year the Jets decided to take a flyer on him in the 5th round, and so far that has proved to be a huge W for them. He's an absolute honey badger whose only goal is to get the puck past the opponent's goal line and his previous numbers support that fact. I'm not sure if he has the desire to travel across the ocean at some point, so it is hard to tell what his future might hold. A lot of points at least. If he makes the jump to the NHL, any line could suit him because of his bloodthirsty forechecking playstyle, but we'll see what happens with him. Another boom or bust type of prospect drafted in the third round was Belarusian defenseman Dmitry Kuzmin. 
He had a brilliant U18 World Championships and was the leading force in their defense, while Canucks pick Klimovic operated their offense. He's an effective two-way demon whose awareness and skating are the focal point of his game. So far, he has spent his junior years in Belarus, so move away from his nation could be beneficial for his future. It could be either the Russian leagues or Canadian junior leagues, but nevertheless top 6 upside. But if he doesn't reach that level, very effective D-man in the KHL. Last, but certainly not least, we have this year's second round pick, talented offensive threat Nikita Chibrikov. Captain of the Russian U18 team, 13 points in 7 games and solid season in Russia to end the year. His skill set is extremely enticing, while his overall game needs a lot of improvement, and especially he needs to find consistency if he wants to play in the NHL at some point. He has started this year with 4 games in the KHL without points, so I would guess that he will make his way to the VHL at some point if he doesn't find offense in the KHL. His skills showed first line forward, but the consistency issues and defensive mishaps decreased that potential, so I would say that middle six could be the best possible landing spot for him in the future. But if he is able to fight off these major weaknesses, we are talking about one of the biggest deals in this draft. Mark my words. Still lots of work to be done, but very possible. But there you have it, another episode about to be wrapped up and each organization's top European prospects have now been laid out. This year especially will be extremely interesting when it comes to prospects since not even all of them played last year and some played in unfamiliar environments so we could see some unexpected events during the year because of the previous two shortened seasons. Some players exceeded expectations and some are not on the level they are expected to be, so it only adds to the excitement level. I don't have much else to say, still waiting for the NHL to start, so it could be a long three weeks for most fans. Hope you enjoyed, to me this is always exciting topic to discuss, but if you prefer more current topics or vice versa love this type of episode, Hit me up because it really helps me to create best possible content for you, my lovely listeners. Have a wonderful week as always. And remember, stay tuned, stay safe. Until next time. Alright.